Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. People can sometimes feel as if caring or maintaining plants is some huge skill that is innate. It's like, no, it's developed. It's all about troubleshooting because it's science and paying attention to nature and how it's responding to the environment. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. I'm your host, Lori Gunning Grossman, Editorial Director at Hunker. Today on the show, we have plant enthusiast and consultant Stephanie Horton, otherwise known as Botanical Black Girl. Stephanie makes caring for houseplants feel so effortless. As she says, she loves plants because they're chill. She has such a relaxed approach to caring for greenery. In this conversation, Stephanie talks about how she's moving away from being a plant collector and instead calls herself a plant enthusiast. Although many people refer to her as a plant consultant, she helps others discover how they can get their plants to thrive and stay alive. Here she shares how it's important to know where your indoor plants originate from before you bring them into your home, how to deal with negative self-talk around your ability to care for plants, and the best plants to have in the kitchen, the bathroom, and the bedroom. We also talk about which plants are on her bucket list, greenery that works best in modern decor, and which ones to add when you want a lush feeling in your home. And she shares ideas on propagation. It's something she loves doing with her plants. If you're feeling timid about indoor plant care or how to get started, Stephanie's helpful advice will make it feel much more manageable to you. I suspect that by the end of this conversation, you'll be ready to add some new plants to your space. So let's welcome our guest, plant enthusiast, Stephanie Horton, a.k.a. Botanical Black Girl. I'm excited to talk to you because you are all about the plants. They're cool. (laughs) They're cool. Why are plants so cool to you? I think plants are like pets, but you know, they're a little bit more chill. (laughs) Yeah. 
So me, I was an only child. I'm a single parent of an only child. So we're real chill, just very laid back. And we like to sit and enjoy company. And so I kind of do that with my plants. Okay. And they don't require a whole bunch out of me. Right. They still talk to me, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) They let me know what they need. But it's not in my face where I'm overwhelmed. Side note, you can get overwhelmed with houseplants, though. Yes. Certainly. But I mean, I, I really enjoy how they brighten up my space. I get excited and giddy when I get plant mail. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just a, another thing. I think any collector that's really into the items that they enjoy, um, they just get giddy. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yay. So do you consider yourself a collector of plants then or a plant parent or a plant lover? I would say I'm moving away from collector because Mm. there was a moment where I was just getting plants because. Yes. And... I started getting overwhelmed at the amount of plants that I had. And, you know, I'm a chill person. I'm very laid back. I'm very just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. So I just am an enthusiast. I like that. I like to visit, you know, botanical gardens. And that's enough for me to get my fix. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if one were to look at your Instagram page as I have done, and I'm sure, not I'm sure, I know many people do. You have this beautiful Instagram page that goes by the hashtag at Botanical Black Girl, and it is full of lush, bright green images, like beautiful plants. You make it look so lovely. Oh, thank you. It's true. So have you always loved plants? Where did it start for you? I don't think I knowingly enjoyed plants, Green has always been my favorite color since I was like two. Hmm. My mom said I always liked green. I never was into any other color really. Yeah. Um, except for black. Uh-huh. But I enjoyed green. Um, flowers were never really my thing. My middle name is Rose. So it's like I, I like flowers, but I, I always gravitated toward foliage, just leaves. I collected leaves when I was younger. Like most kids, but you know, yeah. it was kind of obsessive on my hands, I think, or yeah. my mother tells me, but you know, planting has always been the norm for my household. Um, my parents, they would, you know, in the grow season, grow their tomatoes, cucumbers, herbs. We didn't have an extensive garden because, you know, we're in St. Louis. So we had like a small backyard garden. Um, always had a couple house plants, so they're always around. Mm-hmm. Going into like high school, I started cooking more for myself and for the family. And so I was like, well, I want to have all these weird herbs that I see that I can never find in the grocery store. Um, so I started growing a couple here and there. Yeah. It, it was always kind of like a thing for me to grow something. Okay. But then when I finally moved here, I realized I had no plants and it was so dull in my house. And I'm like, wait, I need to be an adult now. I've got a house, so I've got to get a plant. Yeah. And then it just kind of skyrocketed from there because now, you know, social media and internet, you're able to connect with others and see a little bit more of what is actually available instead of what is in your direct community. Right. And so that really sparked my interest even further to dig a little deeper. Yeah, that's really cool. So you work with people where you can get online with them and then they can show you plants that have 
like yellow leaves or looks like they're dying. And then you can figure out what's going on with the plants, like a plant consultant? Yeah. I mean, a lot of folks say plant doctor uh, (laughs) because even when you go to the doctor, there's a series of questions that they're asking. So it's not necessarily just show me the picture. I do want to see that first. But, you know, tell me what the environment is, you know, what type of plant routine do you hold for this plant? So I can kind of get the conditions it's it's living in. Yes. And we can kind of take it from existing and just kind of being to thriving. I love it. You know, what can we do to make it a little better? Yeah. Okay. I have some like actual tips and questions around plants okay. in our homes. I'd love to ask you because our audience at Hunker, they love plants. Yes. And some people know how to care for plants. Some people don't know how to care for plants, yet still love and appreciate them. Okay. 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 So I have several things I want to ask you. So when you first started bringing plants into your home and you were working with plants, what's something that surprised you about plant care? Yeah. The first thing, it was really just a realization. It wasn't like something that wasn't known. And you'll find that with plants. So a lot of it is just, oh, duh, these are plants. These live outside typically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, when we buy our house plants, anything that's labeled house plant, if it's a big box store, a boutique plant shop, we just assume we bring it inside, it's going to thrive because it's a house plant. Right. That's not always true. It's like you still have to provide comparative environments for them to really thrive. Right. Now, there are some plants, they may just die a little slower if you just put them somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. They may not show the signs as in your face, you know, as some other plants. So just kind of remembering where those plants are indigenous to, that's going to help you, I would say, 90% of the time. Okay. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So when you have cacti and other succulents or arid um, plants, Mm -hmm. yes, they need a lot of sun or they can tolerate a lot of sun. But just because they're in the desert does not mean that you give them a teaspoon of water. Right. Right. Okay. (laughs) Still, you know, when they're in the desert, it's a flood. Yeah. But then it'll happen another, you know, three months down the road. So they're still getting fully watered just like everything else. So little things like that, just remembering the conditions outside of your home. Now, another big thing for me early on is that negative self-talk. You know, everybody says, you know, I don't have a green thumb. Mm -hmm. I've got a black thumb. Right, right. (laughs) And I think people can sometimes feel as if caring or maintaining plants is some huge skill that is innate. Hmm. It's like, no, it's developed. I've killed a whole bunch of plants. Uh, (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's all about troubleshooting because it's honestly just science and paying attention to nature and how it's responding to the environment. Yeah. Well, you know what I like that you said at the beginning is that you feel that plants are chill. And I think that's a really great message for us to have, because I don't think I've ever said to myself, plants are chill. I've said to myself, oh, I need to learn how to take care of plants. In the past, I've killed them. (laughs) They're so complicated. But you're saying they're chill. And I'm like, wait a minute. I like this. I want to take on that new story of, yes, they still, of course, need care, as you said, according to their specific needs. Right. But that if we can put the chill factor into it, it probably can be a lot more enjoyable for all of us. 
And there are so many plants out there, you know, like for me, I, I realized that I like specific genuses mm-hmm. and a genus is a, a larger family that, you know, some plants are under, right. you know, we can get into the scientific classification, but I try not to do that too much. Okay. Um, but, you know, I like philodendrons. Mm, yes. Philodendrons. There are so many different species under that umbrella where generally they all kind of have the same care. Okay. But, you know, they have different looks. You've got upright philodendrons. You've got trailing ones. You've got ones that are shorter or long leaves or, you know, broad leaves or some that get huge. So you can get um, a collection started that looks very different but have similar care needs. That way you're not having to water every other week on one plant and, you know, every week on this plant because that's kind of what bogs us down and makes us feel like, oh, this is too much. Yes, very true. So I think another huge thing is, you know, getting out a couple plants, seeing what you like about them, Mm -hmm. looking at the care, yes, looking at, you know, the genus and seeing what else is under that umbrella and maybe sticking with that first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That helped me tremendously because there was a moment where, I I mean, I had almost too much and I could (laughs) do it. It's just, I didn't want it to start feeling like a job for me. Right. You know, because this was kind of my respite. Yeah. <laughs> like my my refuge to kind of care for and chill with them. Yeah. Um, so once it starts getting too much, I'm like, mm, let me backtrack a little bit. Let me let me downsize a little bit. How many plants do you have? Oh, right now? Yeah. I stopped counting. I, I, <laughs> I think at my height, I had about 250. Whoa. That includes like little propagations too. I remember that. Okay. But I have brought it down to about 120 now. Okay. Still a very considerable amount. Still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I have combined some because I had multiples of plants because I was always concerned, like, oh, if one dies, I got to have a backup. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
I would love to ask you about some of your favorite plants to have in specific areas of the mm-hmm. home. Okay. Starting with the kitchen, what are some of your favorite plants to have in the kitchen that can thrive in that type of environment? Well, I think the first thing is what is the lighting scenario? Okay. So any room, what's the light in there? Like my kitchen, I'm in a townhome. My kitchen has no windows. Okay. So <laughs> in my kitchen, I have a little spot grow light for, um, what do I have in there now? I have a couple of peperomias. So the bigger thing I think is what does the light look like in there? Okay. If it's pretty average or if it's like a an east or a west facing window where it's getting morning or evening sun. Mm-hmm. So it's not all day like a south facing. Right. But if it's morning or evening sun, you can probably get away with many aeroids. So like um, philodendrons, monsteras. Um, I would try to keep things relatively small because you don't want a huge plan unless you have a huge kitchen. Yeah. You don't want a huge plan in your kitchen because it can take up a lot of space. Right. Yeah. But I like more trailing plants. So like uh, philodendron micans Mm -hmm. or even a pothos. Those are great. They're very resilient. They grow crazy. Yeah. They can probably go anywhere. Quite honestly, now that I think about it, I yeah. love pothos. Is your grow light something that's hanging from the ceiling, or do you have like a countertop grow light and then you have your plants under them? They're strip grow lights mm-hmm. that I got, and I have them underneath my cabinet. Oh, I like. Okay. So I kind of try to MacGyver the wiring so they're not too out, but yeah. um, I have my plants underneath my okay. cabinet right now. Love it. But then also it kind of doubles as a nightlight if I don't want to turn the big light on. I'm like, oh, grow yeah. light. Yeah, uh. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think pothos can go well there because also if you find that you're not liking it there, they're easily movable. I mean, right. most plants are, but you know, with pothos, you're not going to get a huge, generally, you're not going to get a larger than an eight inch pot. Right. So, you know, you can just pick it up and move it somewhere else instead of having to figure out what to do yeah. with it. You know, yeah. they can go anywhere. What about the bathroom where there's a little more humidity? I would say, you know, again, still noting your light, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, ferns do really well in humidity. Now, disclaimer, I am not a fern girl. I don't have one fern. I tried and I said, you know, <laughs> they're a little bit too finicky for me, okay. but that's just me. Yeah. Some people absolutely love them because they're a little bit more attentive. <laughs> I'm not, not so much. So, <laughs> yeah. But ferns, I hear do really well. I do like staghorn ferns. Those are beautiful. So like maiden hair button, those, you know, yeah. little bitty leaves. Yes. I don't like them because they shed. Okay. But staghorns, absolutely gorgeous because I, I kind of like that quirky leaf and I like the... um little uh, shield that they have at the base. Yes. I think it's really interesting. It's visually interesting. Yeah. Those are very dramatic. Right. Yeah. Like you can mount them, you can leave them potted. Um, so you have more flexibility on the display, Right. Um, which can definitely work in the bathroom. That way you're not taking up any counter space mm-hmm. because that is prime real estate in a bathroom. <laughs> right. I do have a philodendron Calkins gold in there right now. Also with a grow light. Okay. I like philodendrons, so I'm always going to say a philodendron. You like those philodendrons, <laughs> yeah. And what about in the bedroom? Do you like plants in your bedroom? I know not everybody likes them in there. I'm one of those. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I don't have any plants in my bedroom currently, 
couple of years ago, I had a really bad outbreak of fungus gnats in the summer. Ooh, okay. Doesn't sound good. And it happens, you know, yeah. when it's warmer, you're watering more frequently, your soil is more yeah. better suited for those fungus gnats to come on in because that's what they enjoy, right. wet soil. Yep. I was like, I cannot have a fungus gnat infestation in my bedroom. No. I can't deal with that. Yeah. But- as you progress in your journey, you learn a little bit more on what you can do to kind of combat that. So if you ever find that you do have fungus gnats, first thing is the sticky traps. You want to trap the adults so they don't continue laying those eggs. Oh, I like to use a systemic granule. I put that on all of my house plants. Um, every time you go to water, it activates those granules to basically kill any of the larvae and eggs that may already be in the soil. And then I like to use, there's a topical spray that I use really at least, I would say, bi-weekly in the summertime, once a month, you know, as it gets cooler, tops and bottoms of the leaves, just for anything that I may or may not see. The one that I use is a miticide, fungicide, and a pesticide. So I'm like, I I need something that's going to, it sounds bad, but kill everything. Yes. (laughs) But that will take care of it as long as you're consistent. The gnats don't feel chill. They don't. They don't. No. You'll be chilling. You'll be watching like what happens. I'm just sitting here. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I'm yeah. fighting. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, but where is it? Right. They're the worst. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, in my bedroom, I told myself I'm not going to do that. But yeah, now that I've got a better hold on it, um, I know that one, my bedroom is also kind of dark. So I'm going to try uh, to have a, a Dracaena marginata dragon tree. Mm. One, you you often see them in like mid-century mod mm-hmm. looks, the skinny trunk with yes. the spikier leaves. Yes. They usually come in like twos or threes. So you've got variation of height. So I want a more statement plant in my corner. Um, and then I'm, this is too much info, but you know, I'm playing, I'm putting like a, I have a floor lamp that's really cute. I'm going to put a grow light bulb in it mm. to kind of supplement the light. That way it doesn't mess up too much in my design. I, I try to dabble in a little interior design. Now, do you like to use plants as part of your interior design and decor? And is that something that you have helped people with? Certainly. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Whenever I, I do installs, mm-hmm. you know, I always have a questionnaire first. You know, what do or what does the client describe as their own personal style? How would they like the space to feel or look? Are there any types of sample photos they'd like to share to just kind of get a feel on what they would like, but also to see if there's any existing plants in the reference photos Mm -hmm. or in their home to see what they've already gravitated toward. Because, I mean, that's a cheat sheet. You know, you can kind of go off of that. But, you know, I know that there are certain plants that have time period feel. Yeah, right. (laughs) even though these plants have been around through all time periods, (laughs) you know, there are some that just kind of stick out for certain periods of time that I I do try to use. Yeah. Let's go off of that a little bit. So if someone has modern decor, Mm -hmm. what are some plants that you recommend for that style? So here's a little caveat. I am not an interior designer, so forgive me. Okay, all right. (laughs) I'm speaking out of turn, but in my mind, if someone says, hey, I have a very modern or clean, Mm -hmm. minimalist, you know, uh, feel, I ask them, one, what are their thoughts about cacti? Okay, yes. Because cacti generally are very linear, you know, the common ones that we see, and 
they usually, or the client may usually like lines just mm. in how they may flow. Cacti, right. you, you have a little freedom with that. Two, they can be low maintenance. Okay. I don't want to make any definitive statements, um, but they can pack a big punch in a room depending on how they're staged. Yeah, any Peruvian apple cacti look great, especially if you can get a really large one. Ooh, okay. I put mine outside, so I can't point to any. I okay. was like, ah, yeah. But yeah. You know, cacti are really great. Snake plants are really great in modern decor because, again, straight up and down. Um, and then you've got a variety of different colors or, you know, species, depending on how much they want to have in there. Yes, right. From there, I start looking at, you know, any plants that may have a more linear or visually linear stem or stalk that can be seen with like simpler leaves. Right. Like, you know, ficus audrey, which I love. They've got velvet leaves. It's, oh, I love those. I'm going to be linking to all of these plants that you're mentioning because I think people, you know, some of them sound familiar and some of them don't. And so it's going to be fun to look into them. What about if someone's saying, I just want a lush feeling in my living room? Do you have particular plants? So I get really excited when they say lush okay. because I'm, I'm hoping because most times when they say lush, yes. they really mean like deep tropical vibes. Okay. And that's my wheelhouse. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I always love um, a monstera deliciosa Mm -hmm. everyone you know those i think that is the synonymous plant when it comes to lush tropical right because you immediately recognize those bigger split or fenestrated leaves gorgeous heart shape they're pretty easy going okay as long as you provide them medium to medium bright light water them consistently even if you forget about them they'll come back Mm -hmm consistent growth. They're easy to propagate. They're a really fun, versatile plant. Okay. But I would definitely say that I right now am having a thing for the philodendron giganteum. Ooh, okay. And so as the name states, it does get gigantic. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, they can be a really easy growing plant to take up like a corner to kind of give you that lush vibe and then you can plant smaller ones or have potted smaller plants around it to kind of fill in. Yes. What's the best place for that plant? Is it like a north facing window, east facing window? Does it matter? So I would say for tropicals, Mm -hmm. the best light, yes, you know, in our hemisphere (laughs) would be a southern facing window. Okay. Reason being is it's getting consistent, bright, indirect light all day Mm -hmm. because the sun is passing over it, right? right? So all day it's getting that diffused, bright light. Right. And then there you can kind of pull it back from the window or put it forward depending on how the plant responds for what you can tell. But that's your best. Now me, again, I'm in a townhome. I don't get a west-facing window. My sunroom is actually heavily shaded by the trees in the backyard. (laughs) So my best windows are north and east facing, okay, mm-hmm. which are kind of weak, but yeah. you know they do pretty well. Um, and I do supplement with grow lights, and grow lights have come a long way. They have for yeah. a long time. They were just that yellow or purple cast, right? It looks like you're 
owning a grow operation or yes. something. And it's right. Like, no. Yeah. You know, but they do have full spectrum white bulbs that you can pick up at, you know, your big box store or you can go online. Um, there's some great companies online that have like track lights. So I utilize that heavily in my house and my plants respond well. So that's a really good tip. Yes. Adding grow lights. I like that. Do a not lot. be afraid of grow lights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You brought up propagation earlier when mm -hmm. you were talking about how many plants you have. And yes. I've heard that you like propagation. Oh, yes. So two things. Can you give a quick description on what it is and why you love it so much? Okay, sure. Yeah. So propagations, simply put, are taking a piece of an existing plant to create another plant. Mm -hmm. can help to multiply your collection. But I personally love propagation. One, I like to see roots grow. Mm. I like to do a lot of my propagations first in water because I want to see my roots grow. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, but it's just fascinating at how fast some roots can grow. So I just enjoy seeing that. Also, I like to share with mm. people. So it's just easy for me to take a cutting, get it rooted, because I, I like to give rooted cuttings. That way it doesn't seem as daunting if you just give someone a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, whoa, what do I do with this? Right. So I try to get them started. That way they can, you know, kind of learn to grow on their own um, to kind of boost their confidence too. And But also it helps with my pruning. You know, some of my plants grow out of control and it's like, okay, if you're hitting the ceiling, yes, I have no more ceiling. There's no more space to right. go up. Right. right? I, I need to cut you back. But I'll, I'll do that. And I just did that on got a Florida ghost that was getting super tall. But I said, let me just chop you back. And then, you know, rooted her. I gave her a pronoun. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> rooted her and put her back in the same pot. So it'll be a fuller pot. Oh, neat. You know, you can do that, you know, and change the look of your, your pot or whatever you have planted. Yeah. You've got options. Propagations help with your options. It's very cool. Yes. I have not tried that myself, but yeah, I love it. Are there any plants on your bucket list that you have yet to add to your collection? There are so many. And honestly, I'm a little bitter about it uh -huh. um, because it's like with the trendiness of houseplants, certain plants have just skyrocketed mm. as far as price. Uh, we can talk about, you know, quote unquote, rare plants and that whole thing. Um but, you know, once you've been in plants for a while, you'll start to see the ebbs and flows of the trends mm. <laughs> and how some plants, you know, two years ago could be $15. Yeah. And now they're $215 wow. or, yeah. you know, like I absolutely love the philodendron caramel marble. I've got this thing where I want to collect all of the ribbed philodendrons. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> but the caramel marble, it's gorgeous because it has like a rustier, almost bronze look and there's speckled leaves. So you've got this really gorgeous variegation, but they're like, for a full plant, they're like $10,000. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't, I cannot. Wow. <laughs> and there are more that are expensive. I mean, these are collector, collector plants, yeah. uh, which is a whole other world that I don't dabble in because, you know, my pockets aren't aren't that deep. Okay. okay. <laughs> I can't do that. But there are definitely some that I would love to have. Um, once upon a year, I accidentally let a um, Monstera 
Marmorata Aria. So mm-hmm. it's a Monstera Deliciosa. Mm-hmm. Instead of the white and green variegation like the uh, Albo Variegata that a lot of people see, it had yellow and green. Okay. And this was before anybody really paid attention to it. So I got it at a really, really great price. And I was like, this is so awesome. I'm different. Yeah. You know, I try to do things a little different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to go against the stream sometimes, but I got it and I let it die because it was just a cutting. It wasn't rooted. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to get it rooted and it died on me. But um, now I, I can't find a single leaf cutting for less than like $500. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? I have to look up all of these plants now. I need to see. Gorgeous plants, you know, it's like, I get it, but yeah, sheesh. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I wanted to talk a little bit about your home space because we are hunker and we're all about the home. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you because we just love how plants add to our homes. Of course. They do. Yeah. The life, the energy. Mm -hmm. The look, all of it is just so beautiful. Yes. So you have about 150 plants in your house, as you said, yeah. or so, give or take. Okay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your home in three words? I would say cozy, mm-hmm. comfortable, and eclectic. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one particular plant that's a favorite, or is that like asking... Which pet is your favorite? For a while, I was like, I can't have a favorite, but I do. I mean, I honestly do. And it just happened this year. Uh, because okay. Tell us the name. It's one of my philodendrons. Mm. So I have a philodendron ring of fire. And I got her as like a three-leaf juvenile plant. And so now she's like really growing into doing all the fun characteristics that they're known for. Yeah. So she just spit out like a fully red leaf and, you know, they fade to yellow and then finally cream but she's just putting out really pretty leaves and I'm like oh you're just so great <laughs> so lovely and it's like oh I'm looking at her now I'm like oh oh so sweet you know, girl yeah yeah <laughs> and you have a daughter yes I do that is my heart oh. forever <laughs> and does she like plants is she into the plant world she dabbles she's still kind of timid okay um she's trying to find her own thing yeah um but she's definitely interested in plants she's not scared okay she'll definitely try anything okay um to make it work on her own she loves troubleshooting on her own so i love that she has that inquisitive mind yeah but she always asks me for help which i love yeah i feel like oh yeah i'm needed still i Um, love it (laughs) she's gonna be a sophomore high school so right on it's definitely nice to feel needed yes she's a big girl now yeah yeah (laughs) oh my gosh so speaking of the timid thing if someone were to come to you right now they said i'm a beginner i feel very timid about adding plants what is some basic advice you would give to them in getting started i would say everybody kills plants (laughs) Yeah, I, I try to get that out the way immediately. Like everybody, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is the plant dies and everybody kills plants. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the best thing is really first seeing what level of care or how much time are you willing to devote to the plant maintenance thing? Yes. Because if you're like, honestly, I want to be able to set it and forget it. I got you. I know what type of plants I can suggest for you to start with. Oh, okay. You know, snake plants are great. You've got a variety on how big they are, colors, how wide the leaves are, what the 
I guess, uh, configuration of the leafage. But, you know, you've got some that are like rounded. Mm-hmm. You've got some that are skinny. You've got some that are floppy. You've got some that go straight up and down. Yeah. You've got different variegations. So you've got options on those. And because they are drought tolerant, they can survive in lower light conditions. They're a little bit more flexible on where you put them. You don't have to water them so often. Mm-hmm. Um, the same can be said for the ZZ plant. So the Zamiococcus samifolia. Those are great because they also are drought tolerant. They've got these rhizomes that store water. So they don't have to be babied and, you know, watered every week or anything. Yeah. Like honestly, once a month, that's what I do. My, I just take my big plants, you know, my snake plants to the shower hmm. and I just water them and then let them drain there and put them back and forget about them for another month. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's just kind of finding what works for you because I promise there is a plant for everyone. I promise there is. <laughs> yes. Yes. I believe so, too. I just have one more question for you. Okay, sure. So our podcast is called Being Home with Hunker. What does being home mean to you? Being home is enjoying my space and really just enjoying it, not just resting because I'm tired, but resting and looking around and finding myself oddly smiling. Mm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, look, I'm smiling because I really enjoy what I've curated for myself. And then also being able to share that with others. Like I enjoy hosting. I enjoy cooking and having folks over and just enjoying company in my home. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And I love what you're putting out there with all the plants and making it accessible and beautiful and chill for people. You have to. That's the key word for me that I'm taking away. You know, stresses are high enough. Like, (laughs) we should be able to be home and chill. (laughs) Yeah, with our plants. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's so good. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much for considering me and having me on. I really appreciated that. You have been a delight. Well, thank you. And so have you. (laughs) To learn more about Stephanie, visit her website, botanicalblackgirl.com, or find her on Instagram at botanicalblackgirl. There, you'll see photos of all her gorgeous greenery. Honestly, it'll make you want to go out and get yourself a new plant or two. And speaking of, head to our show notes for more information about the plants that Stephanie mentioned in this conversation, or go to hunker.com forward slash podcast for detailed information on this episode. Also in our show notes, you can discover other episodes we think you might like based on this conversation, such as my chat with plant queen Christopher Griffin, plant stylist Hilton Carter, and our episode on the surprising and delightfully odd ways to keep houseplants alive. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning-Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer Maury Med, and director of audience development Gina Goff. Hunger's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive.